<laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean Monet. Monet. I was gonna use the, uh, you know, what was that word that line from? I wanna, oh, that's, uh, what's it called? American Dad. I'll make you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Roger, isn't it? Roger, or, or when uh, Stan was all, like, whored up, and he's gonna make everybody, he's, he's trying to, like, whore himself out to people. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah. Ah, fuck, I can't remember. And one of those. One of those. I yeah. just remember the, <laughs> that and, um, when Roger's on the plane, and he asks, like, does that explanation include why our baggage handle is giving a Bajowski <laughs> <laughs> to the footless blind man? God, Roger's such a great character. <laughs> the, the footless blind man. Yeah, is that, does that explanation include why our baggage handle is giving a Bajowski? <laughs> <laughs> man, he's, um, Roger is such, like, a character of the 70s. Like, all of his, his dialogue, his lingo, like, everything he says is, like, right out of the 70s. Mm. I think, like, because, like, we're born in the 70s and raised in the 80s, but we're influenced by so much of the 70s. Yeah. It's like, we just, like, it's something that we were going to be drawn to. I think so, yeah. Not you and me, but, like, our, our people, our generation. Our generation, yeah. The, the old ones. The, the elders. Yeah, the elders, yeah. Yeah, the Cthulhu and elder, eldritch beasts yeah. live in the fringe of society. Yeah, we're old. We're so old. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, of older cartoons and older shows, I was thinking about, like, why is it so hard to, like, do a proper remake or reboot of some of these properties, but so easy for others? The King of the Hills coming back out. Yeah, we're getting a, we're getting a King of the Hill. Um, King of the Hill uh, would be good because they sequel give, series. Because King of the Hill is simple. That's what I love about it. it great show, great show. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, they, but they. I think what they what they try to do. I think I'll give you a bad example of hmm. it. Is uh, is it Thelma? Thelma? No, oh, who's that one with one of the Scooby Doo characters who came back and they Velma. changed? Oh, Velma. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, that was awful. I hear that is just just like yeah. rock solid. Yeah, garbage. Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't know. There's a. Um, I can't think of a really good versions of like good ways of like uh, or an example where there was a good, an old cartoon that was good and they brought it back when they made it as good as good. Um, I I will say I've been getting into the new Ducktales series. That was that pretty great. Mm. It's got like the the feel of of like an Indiana Jonesy Ducktales that you know how like when you look back at those old cartoons and they weren't quite what you remember. This cartoon feels like what we thought the old cartoon was. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes I watch the old cartoons and I'm like I must like I must have been like I was starving for like any. Sort of gratification from right. TV. Like one example was GI Joe. GI Joe was like I, like I watch it now. I'm like, it's a struggle. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because I was like, I'm choking on my own gum here. But I was thinking the exact same thing like maybe a week or so ago. Because mm-hmm. like when you when you read the car, the when you watch a cartoon mm-hmm. and you grow up the cartoon, you really think it's top level shit. Yeah, like it's it's hardcore great stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of what we remember is the the season right before the movie came out. Yeah, because we remember the movie as what the cartoon was. Yeah, and we remember the comic series written by Larry Hama, mm-hmm. who was a fun... Like, if, you, if people don't know, Larry Hama wrote all the bios and the cards. Mm-hmm. He wrote a lot... Not a lot of the cartoon, but he influenced a lot of the cartoon. Wrote the entire comic series, beginning to end. The miniseries and the whole thing. Mm. And the comic book was... The comic book was the first comic advertised on television. And it was phenomenal. It was, like, a real character-driven, like, Special Forces comic. It just happened to have G.I. Joe in it. Yeah. And I think we remember that as being the cartoon, and the cartoon was hot garbage. Yeah, the cartoon was just... Uh... Um, Terrible. The animation was was awful. Um, Cobra Commander was the only good thing about it. <laughs> oh, hilarious! Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's yeah that cart. And then the first two seasons of Transformers, awful, um, unwatchable. Um, uh, well, nostalgia fun, but as far as like trying to get through the episodes, yeah, kind of hard. Kind of hard to watch the yeah. whole thing. Um, seasons three and four were were, were fine. Um, I when think does Jetfire show up. 
season one or two. Is it one or two? Yeah. Because I kind of, it must be like late two. Because I remember like the series kind of becomes a little bit grittier I think it's after Jeff Fire's death. I, th- I think it's late season one, to be honest. Late, with you. Really? Yeah. Oh man. And then, um, but yeah, because that, that's uh, that's uh, yeah, that's the episode called "Fire in the Sky." Don't ask me how I know that. Um, I think we all know that. Yeah. And then, uh, um, Dinobots was season one. Um, they were hard to watch too. Yeah, big lumbering idiots. Uh, Dev's Great de- for like five year olds. Yeah, well, I think the, the season three and four was good because like they introduced like more of the combiners. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They were great characters. Yeah, they were great characters, and yeah. then. Uh, um, and then season three, season four was just like, was, you know, that's when the headmasters first came out and stuff like that. So that yeah. was good because, you know, those are the toys that you were, you were really getting into. Right. And so that, that show was good because you, you, um, cause the whole, the, the whole point of that show was to sell toys. So the, as soon as the new toys came out, it, it made the series better because you'd watch the series and be like, Hey, when is that toy coming out? When's the Astro Train coming out? Yeah. So like same thing with masks, same thing with like Ninja Turtles. Right. Same thing with like, like Ninja Turtles still has like good value. It's just that the first after the first like couple of seasons, uh, the ones after that are just they're unwatchable. Ninja Turtles is backwards, right? Because yeah. the first the first few seasons, like the first the miniseries, yeah, the movie as as it is, right? It was pretty. The amazing. first five episodes are yeah. incredible, so good, yeah. But as it gets further and further down the line, it gets like the animation gets worse, the characters get worse. Like they're clearly just selling toys. Now. Yeah, exactly. Like Shredder and Krang are just like like a married old couple. Yeah, and so not um, in a fun way either. No, it's just like yeah, it's like watching Archie Bunker and his wife just go at it. Right, and um, except this Archie Bunker. Gets beat by his wife on a regular basis. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And, and she's not funny. Yeah, they're just nagging at each other. That that's yeah. all it was. And so, um, and then after, but after like Ninja Turtles, that's when like when in the early nineties um, is when like when Batman the animated series came out, yep. and then you had Animaniacs, and then you had like uh, Spider Man, then you had X Men, Spider Man, whatever. Uh, no, yeah. I, I tell you, now I I shit on Spider Man a lot. It's not exactly my cup of tea. It was a little bit silly, but it did a lot for that. Like that. It was almost like you needed that Spider-Man. You needed that Spider-Man. To, yeah. like, push animation to get better. It's like, hey, man, Spider-Man's okay, but let's make some better shit. Yeah, because after, like, um, after Spider-Man and his amazing friends, there was a lull. Oh, huge lull. Yeah. And that but was, like, superhero animation. Yeah, that, that, was, that was terrible. That, right. that, those, those Spider-Man and Spider-Man and his amazing friends was awful. And so... Um, great for nostalgia, but, like... Great for nostalgia, you can't right? watch those. But, yeah, but I'd rather watch, like, the 1960s and 70s Spider-Man. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then the 90s was, like... I think the 90s had more, like... More animation that like more cartoons that I would go back to and watch. You're right. There's yeah. there's almost like an animation renaissance. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when we think about animation coming around the '90s, like when it first started getting like adultish ish, like more grown up and edgy, is mm-hmm. definitely like Batman the Animated Series, Ren and Stimpy, mm-hmm. which unfortunately you know you, you almost can't watch anymore now that you find out Quick uh, Quick Falusi is a fucking rapist. Like I mean, when you go back and you're like, oh, so basically he's he's the Epstein of the animation world, I guess. Yeah, it makes it harder to go back to it. Yeah, but it was those those cartoons definitely pushed. Like yeah, you had um, even Disney had uh, Marsupilami, which I've got a backstory with, and then you've got things like um, uh, what was the the monkey? There's a there's an like a a baboon and a weasel. They like like Disney was putting out some pretty like mm. bananas cartoons to copy the banana stuff that Ren and Stimpy was doing. Yeah, and I think there was also um, we were getting exposed to like more like. Uh, more things were available to us. Like we were right. older, and so we were like, you know, we knew to look for like more, like more stuff that was underground, like anime? like Eon Flux anime, um, oh, stuff Eon like Flux. that. Yeah, yeah. And animation so, definitely had. Well, I think Spike and Mike's, the Spike and Spike and Mike's animation festival, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they had a real like a real hand in trying to like force that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we could go to the we could go to the video store and, and rent stuff by ourselves, right. and then you see on the shelf like where's the anime section, then you go yep. in there, 
And then um, you see things like Ghost in the Shell, Fist of the North Star, Akira. You see like Giant Evangelion. Robo. Yeah, you see like all those things. Yep. And um, like Robotech and stuff like that. So like, yeah, we were just oh, like open to more things as we got older. Our tastes were, def- were refined right. rather than just like st- being stuck in the in the 1980s. So, um, but yeah, then we realized like there's stuff older than that. They're like, then we look at Fritz the Cat. We look at mm-hmm. Heavy Metal. We look at like stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's like we as we got older, I think 90s was the, the 90s was the time that I appreciated cartoons and animation more. Right. Yeah. And I, I was like, I started becoming like, there's a reason why, well, I didn't have access to it, but like, like I couldn't, I couldn't watch Transformers again. I'm like, there's so much better stuff out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we, plus we were like, our tastes had grown yeah. and we had the ability to kind of go and find our own content. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we weren't just stuck to like what a TV was going to give you. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, when you're kids, you pretty much come home from school and you watch your, your after school shows and that, that is just He-Man and Inspector Gadget. Get your uh, you get your transformers, but as you get older and you go to the video store and you're allowed to kind of go on your own, explore and like grow your own tastes. Yeah, exactly. Then right. like and plus then you find Akira for the first time. Yeah, and you're like you're like what the hell's what the hell's out here? But then even the '90s, like early '90s or like maybe late '80s, there was like Beetlejuice. There was like um, just things that were just like more. But yeah, like just more, more biting, more biting, yeah, edgier, exactly. edgier, edgier children's stuff. cartoons, yeah. right? Yeah, they didn't insult our intelligence back then, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, like, and they have rewatchability. Like Beetlejuice has got a lot of rewatchability. Oh, I love to watch it. I, Beetlejuice is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, even today, like you go back to it and you can really kind of get your kicks off that because it was there were a lot of inside jokes and things that you kind of like. You know, you as as a as an aging like a preteen or like pre adolescent, mm-hmm. as you watch it, you might not quite get it, and then later on, like, uh, I see what you're doing over there. Yeah, like, there's some shit you're sticking in there. Yeah, there was, and also I think the yeah I think there's just Disney more, did it too. Yeah, Disney did it too. That's totally true. Mm-hmm. And then um, yeah, we had animated movies that came out in the '90s, which were better by, by Disney. Like looking at your Lion King one right there, right? Yeah, Aladdin, all those things. Those were those, that was like Disney, like in their prime, just kicking ass and making everything they put out was excellent. Can I tell you about my nephew. I think we might have talked about it. We were watching on Lion King a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. for the first time, uh, huh? For the first time? No, he watched it a couple of times. But he's um he's six now, right? So he's kind of also like and kids to, like kids today. They also kind of have access to other forms of information, like mm-hmm. uh, YouTube, which kind of like warps their little brains. Yeah. So we're sitting there watching it, and it's a scene when when he does the whole skull dance, talking to Zazu, when mm-hmm. Scar's got the skull, and he looks at me like, he's like, hey, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Did, did Scar? Did Scar eat Mufasa? Like, where the hell did you learn that? And he's like, ah! I'm like, did you watch this on YouTube? He's like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm like, so I, I broke it down to him. Like, well, Scar didn't eat Mufasa. The hyenas ate him. Scar just kept his bones. Yeah. I don't know why I was saying that to a six-year-old. But he looked at me like, the fuck? So he fed him to hyenas? I'm like, hey. He fed him to Because in the end of the movie, the hyenas eat Scar. Yeah. So that's kind of like the clue. Like, if you watch the whole thing as an adult, it kind of rolls into your head. that Oh, yeah. The hyenas ate Mufasa and Scar just kept the bones. So... I broke a six-year-old. I didn't break him. He's pretty. He's pretty with it. But his view of the Lion King kind of changes. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was yeah. Just, when I was just in, I was just in Vancouver the other last week, and then mm-hmm. I was talking to my my nephew, and his um and his uh his mom, who's my first cousin, she's a huge fan of like G one Transformers. She grew up like 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 we did oh, for sure. And so she's told her she told him that you're not watching any of that stuff on the movies. You're not watching. No man. All this stuff. She's like, you're watching Generation One Transformers. Oh, okay. I thought she was cutting off from like cutting him off from Star Wars. No, no. She's like, no, or, you're, uh, no Transformers. Yo, she's like, you were watching the old school Transformers. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna go. show you how everything. And then I bought him like a, uh, uh, I bought him like a, a Skywarp mm-hmm. uh, Transformer. It was nice. It was like it was, it was, it was like seventy five bucks. Could we watch Transformers? The new one. Uh, yeah, it's the it's the it's the re, re, reissue. Of yeah, it. they have the big like G one reissues yeah. now. And so I give that to him. Give that to him, and he's like. 
um, he couldn't put it down for like for like two weeks. That's and awesome. then, I, then, I was, then I started talking to him. I said, what about uh, – so I started quizzing him on, on Transformers stuff from Generation 1. He knew all the answers. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. No, they do. Yeah. It's like when you look at these kids, like I was uh, I was sitting there watching Kong, uh, Skull Island. Mm-hmm. And he's like, – I mean, I've seen it. But you think, like, being a six-year-old, he's got the uh, the intro comes up and it's, like, somewhere on Skull Island. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading along because he can't, he can't like, put the big words together. Mm-hmm. And right away, it's like, that's not Skull Island. You'll see. I'm like, I, I know, but, dude, why are, you, like, why are you so, like, adamant? Like, why do you know so much about all this shit, like, so quickly? Like, kids so are, young. Well, the thing is, like, kids, I guess kids... kids. Oh, are, we did it, too? Oh, yeah, their brains are sponges, right? But it depends on, like, what they're soaking up. Right. And so. they just, like, begin to end. The kid can recite the movie and he's telling me what's going to happen and... When Mechagodzilla shows up, I, I, I respect that. That's why I was when I was a kid. I know, man. I, I memorized everything when it came to movies. That's uh, that's the kind of kids we were, though. So mm-hmm. I mean, for me, because I think we knew enough. I mean, we knew enough stupid kids as well. Mm-hmm. But we just kind of don't think they're all like that. So that when a little one in our sphere kind of gets like that, we really appreciate the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Like when a, when a younger kid is just like really nerdy about some content. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I did a nerd comment uh, movie. Con, like movie i guess uh quote from like last week on thursday i was at a client site mm. and this lady came in she was like dude just looked like weird looking lady and so i was like just like long dyed black hair like messy and stuff like that wearing like and i was like oh my god like just her makeup was all like just spray painted on and then i went to, i was everyone because me and like the, the manager were looking at her like what the like what the hell is that wrong <laughs> fucking juano i know that they looked then i was like <laughs> then, I, then i was like then she walked she walked past us and i was like you know what she looks like who she reminds me of and he's mm. like who i'm like that looks like Kurgan's younger sister. Oh, and he was gross. Yeah, he was. He got co- it? Yeah, he spit wow. out his coffee, and he's like, "Holy shit!" That's I'm a like, deep cut. I was like, "Holy gills!" He goes, "I've never seen anyone who knows Highlander like that." I'm like, "Yeah, right? I'm like yeah, no, like, like Kurgan's younger sister." Yeah, <laughs> she's like nobody thinks about like people who know Highlander don't don't remember that there's a whole battle scene where you kind of meet Kurgan, yeah. and his whole clan, and they meet on the they meet on the battlefield, yeah, on the battlefield, right? Mm-hmm. People don't remember that. It's the first scene. That's the first battle scene, right? Yeah. So people just remember the whole Ramirez and the the fight on the steps. Yeah, they don't they don't remember Kurgan's younger sister. <laughs> that is that is a hard cut. No. if if she had known what you're talking about. Now, could you imagine the, the tears shed in that office? Uh, oh, come on. You destroyed that girl. Well, she, she, was, like, well, she, she, was, she was like 50 or 50, 60 oh, or something like that. Right? Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a hard look to stick to. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. And she like, yeah, just pure like Bride of Frankenstein. Like, right? Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think like to me, that's, that's that stuff that, that that's what surprised me the most is when I, when I see or meet people who get a reference. Like I made a Barba Papa joke one time and a girl laughed at it. I couldn't believe that somebody else, like, got what I meant. Mm-hmm. I just kind of made an offhanded reference that that lady was built like Barba Mama. And she, like, same thing. Like, didn't spit her coffee out, but there's an audible, <laughs> like, one of those things where you know that they know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's deep cuts, especially. And when that happens, I just I just always assume people aren't as pop culture as we are. And when mm-hmm. you find them, you're glad to have them in your sphere. Exactly. Yep. I totally agree. The kids were like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, speaking of the, the shows there, I just got into this uh, Amaletto. Amaletto? And dust on YouTube, freaking incredible, man! Like I, I can't believe I've missed so many of these. They've been around for a while, and they are little short films. Yep. Some have got like legitimate actors in them. Like mm-hmm. uh, I just watched one with um, oh the the broad who was the in the TARDIS in Doctor Who. <laughs> the broad, <laughs> the broad in the Doctor Who TARDIS, Jenna something. But I saw her. I'm like, isn't that the Doctor Who chick? And it was. But it's got like there are these little short films, sci-fi, uh, horror, drama. The guy uh, got uh, Guy Pierce. Mm-hmm. Guy Pierce. That's what. That's who it is, right? Australian dude. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The, the Dollar Store Wolverine. He was in one. The Dollar Store Wolverine. I mean, kind of, right? Well, there was two Australians. Peter Wayland. 
One was gonna Peter yeah. Wayland. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was Wayland, wasn't he? Yeah. Like one of them was gonna get like famous. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it was Wolverine, and Dollar Store Wolverine didn't cut it. Yeah. You know, just he had the lockout or lockdown. Yeah, I th- I think um uh that that guy's such a good actor. They're both He's good very actors. Good. Yeah, great He's actors. Very yeah. He plays a guy who's in the woods by himself talking to the camera, and he, the camera is obviously us or like another character. Yeah. But you never see the person. But man, like a, a one man show, fifteen minutes of like nail biting intensity. Mm. But they're all like that. This uh, the one from Dust was robots taking over the world. Mm-hmm. But if the robots were instead of like Skynet, were all gamers, so they're fucking teabagging the humans after they killed them. Oh. <laughs> it's but the animation is great. The CG was good. The actual the live action was good. The mm-hmm. comedy was good. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of them. They're all very well done. Oh, okay. Entire series. So that's the to be to, to be watched on your watch list, dear viewer. If you're wondering what you're going to check out, and you yourself. I'll check it out. Amaletto is one, and Dust is the other. Well, I'll have, I'll have a game that you should check out then. Oh, what do you got? Uh, it just got released on Game Pass uh, just recently. It's not Forspoken, is it? No. Uh, it is a childhood favorite. Oh, all right then. Um, I no longer Multiplayer. have Game Pass. Oh, oh, oh! Arcade? No. Oh. Uh, how many players? Up to four. Up to four on the on the same screen. Heavy Barrel? No. Oh, I I don't know. There's a few of them out there. Goldeneye. Oh, oh! I heard. I've I've heard. I've heard good. I played that. it. Was it good? It's good. Apparently, it's great on Xbox. Yeah, it's great it on Xbox. It is not so great on Switch. Okay, I've never played on. I've never played on Switch, but uh, like I haven't had the chance. But mm-hmm. on Xbox, it is. Phenomenal. That's good to hear. Yeah, I'm really glad. And to it's hear still that. polygon, like crazy. Like the graphics are terrible, but its resolution is great. And uh, but uh, the sound effects are hilarious when you kill someone. It's like they didn't fix. Um, what's his name? Uh, what's the dude the hat? Oh, um, Mr. Fuji. There. Yeah. Uh, That's not racist. He looks like Mr. Fuji. He does. Um, sure Mr. No, Mr. Fuji looks like him. Odd job. Yeah, odd Mr. Job. Fuji. Yeah, odd job. yeah. They fix odd job because mm-hmm. like that. I hope not. Because I always love the fact that, like, if you picked Odd Job, everybody's mad at you. Yeah. The thing about GoldenEye is that it's so easy. It's not difficult. No, it's not difficult. After you play, like, games like Halo and, K- right. and COD and stuff like that, this game is so easy. But that's that's not the point, though. No, it's The point fun. is the multiplayer. Multiplayer is the, is the whole thing. <laughs> the just, point is the multiplayer. Yeah, I was playing it single player, and I'm like, this is so easy. Right. Yeah, they, they, well, as soon as the head pops up, just shoot them. Yeah, the campaign isn't isn't anything to... Oh, no, I played the campaign, like, on, on, on the hardest difficulty. Yeah, yeah. I, I was... I, I didn't bother finishing it. I was like, this is right. easy. Now, tougher than that, and arguably better than that, was Perfect Dark. Oh yeah, Perfect Dark was. Quite, I can't wait. Quite the, re- the, the remake is being made right now. Yeah, that's so going to be crazy. That will be pretty awesome. Yeah, but when it comes to when it comes to Goldeneye, the only reason I think I ever, I don't I don't think I ever played the the, the campaign because mm-hmm. I never had. I only played the multiplayer. Sixty four. Yeah. I only ever played the multiplayer friends' houses. Mm-hmm. And goddamn, like that was just that's the reason you played Goldeneye. But if you did odd job and you ducked, you were gonna get punched in the face. If you yeah. had odd job and you decided you were gonna duck and slap. You were gonna get murdered. Yeah, there's this um this other game um that came out at the same time. Um, what's it called? It, In the same like an N64 era game? Uh, no, this this is a they actually what Xbox is doing. They're kind of leaving the Xbox One generation behind. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Because they said like these new games now they're like they, they won't support all this stuff here. Like the, the new ones. They did a, a culling of their uh, of the 360s, right? Like all the 360 games are just yeah. off the store now. Yeah, this is the game. It's called Hi-Fi Rush. Oh, dude, yeah, I've, I've been looking at this. It kind of feels like a, a spiritual successor to Gravity Rush, but rock and roll. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. Like, I, really? I was playing it the other day, and it's, um, you, they have the, the music selection is great, because you have, like, Rage, you have Prodigy, you have, like, mm-hmm. all these good, uh, you have great bands, and then you have, like, their, their own in-house sound people who do right. the, the, the music to it, and 
It's hand drawn. The hand drawn animation is crazy. It has that kind of bayonetta kind of like a right. um, kind of like gameplay, but it's so much fun. And you 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 beat everybody up to the rhythm of the song. Yeah, that's and what the I combos, and it just makes it just draws you into the beatings. Right. Yeah, so it's great. So does it kind of like lock you into a beat as you're yeah. playing? Okay, that was my question because it seems like there there have been games where you have to like play to a beat. Mm-hmm. If you don't play to the beat, you miss your combo. Oh no, yeah, out. this is just to be the combos. Like so, you have to just do it to the beat. Okay, and then um, after that, then you just. Uh, and then that, that that then you just knock that person that uh, that, that boss out. But like, yeah, it is so much fun. Yeah. I kind of saw it, and like, I mean, well being written. called well, well written. written. I heard the script, script is great. Is great. Yeah, it's yep. unbelievable. Yeah. Um. It it sounded like I mean from from watching with the cat and the dude by himself and like a little cat who runs around with you mm-hmm. and being called something rush. It felt like they were trying to like get back to because PlayStation is not making another Gravity Rush game. No. Gravity Rush one and two were incredible games, mm-hmm. and you kind of needed. Like something to fill that gap in your in the soul of your gamer heart, mm-hmm. the heart of your gamer soul, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And this seemed to be what it was. It looked really cool. It, it looked looks like great. it was that era of game. Yeah, that's coming out. And then in May, uh, Redfall comes out. I can't mm-hmm. wait for that. Um, and then sometime this year, Forza Motorsport comes out. I know. Yeah, I saw that and I thought of you immediately. That looks like it's going to be pretty rad too. I can't wait to play that. Um, and it's an actual like it's not like a, what's it called. Like Horizon? The Paradise Horizon, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, yeah, this is just like pure straight racing, straight game. emulation, like simulation racing. Right. And so, yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, that that one I can't wait to play. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm finally getting back into the uh, the gaming again. I did that Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, Cyberpunk on deck, and then God damn, if Borderlands Three didn't go on sale on me, Borderlands Three went on sale, and it was like twenty five bucks, twenty five or forty bucks for the hundred and forty dollar package. So I just Jump right in. Oh, that's good. Both yeah. feet. Mm-hmm. Saved myself a hundred bucks and gave myself a whole lot of reasons not to do any real work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I got three big games here now. Yeah, I'm saying for I'm saying Redfall for like that's just going to be pure um, just multiplayer, just mm-hmm. playing with Vlad, and then um, uh, Forza Motorsport. That's that's going to be pure like just playing by myself. Right. And then, um, but yeah, like we said, games are games are not they're just pastimes. Games should just be pastimes. Yeah, they should not take over your life. No. Uh, and and they can't if they're as bad as Forspoken, <laughs> because that, I mean, what ha- when or, was the or, last or, or Elden Ring? Well, Elden Ring will just take you over. Mm-hmm. The point I'm making, why I'm I keep coming back to this Forspoken thing is, it was uh, it, it's not since that Mass Effect Andromeda mm-hmm. has a game been so like just anticipated, mm-hmm. kind of hyped and waited for and arrived and fucking sucked, like Forspoken. Yeah. It just seems like they just went in such a. I, I don't know if you want to call it woke. It doesn't feel like it. It feels more like just bad writing. It just feels like a bad execution on a good on a good idea mm-hmm. more than anything else. But goddamn, are the reviews coming in that thing hard, like a cock to the face? Just like really aggressively, people just don't like this thing. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what else is coming out? Hmm. Um, We're just gonna move past how bad that game is, huh? Yeah. Couldn't. All right then. Oh. Just just gonna just gonna duck right past my rant. And my my ask to you why that game might suck right to Starfield. Oh no, I was just going to Starfield, but I was, I was just saying that um, that no, that's cool. No, no, but but to your point, it's just like I don't know why. Um, I don't know why games like that are rushed to that point where it's like it, you know that it doesn't pass quality control if you, someone if it if it went through it if they went through it at all. This is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I kind of feel like you've got all this opportunity with these gigantic AAA games mm-hmm. that have obviously like a lot going for it because it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks great. It seems like the 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 pro the product they're trying to give you is kind of like a new Spider-Man type feeling to mm-hmm. it or um, an Infamous type feeling to it. We can have this open world, do what you want, have fun. Everything's kind of like. 
your the tactile hand joy that you get from these games. Do it again. The hand joy that you should get from these games. The Mr. Roper. The Mr. Roper. Yeah. All that is is what they're trying to give you. But do they not like what happens behind the scenes with testing? Like I know we're not crunching anymore. Like that's a big thing. Like hey, no yeah. more crunch. Come work for us. No crunch. But at the same time, okay, don't crunch. But shouldn't you like dial this shit in and get a focus group and figure out what's wrong with it? You know, before what? you put it out there. Well, that's the thing. Like you know, like there's. Uh, there's investors who want their game out so they can make money off it. Of then there's then there's uh the, but then you have the the, the opposite side where like um, where if the game comes out unpolished or unfinished mm-hmm. or like you spend all that money like where the hell did it go? Case in point, Halo Infinite. Right. How much money did they spend on that game? Like hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. I think uh, the correct term is a fuck ton. Fuck ton. And then you it, it was it came out unfinished. How much money did they spend on on Halo? Three, for example, mm-hmm. or Halo um, Reach, right? Not that Com- much comparatively. Yeah, and then you, those games came out with everything. With everything, everything came out. It came Universal claim. Yep, one award like Halo Three. If you play Halo, like I, if you haven't played Halo Three, it is, it's almost a perfect game. Mm-hmm. It, that's how good it is. Yeah, yeah, and these are these are games from Microsoft. Yeah, so you would think that well, obviously Microsoft doesn't have the same kind of heat coming at them from investors. Mm-hmm. So what goes wrong with Infinite, right? And then again, you've got uh, like CD Projekt Red with with Cyberpunk. Yeah, terrible launch, like just a, a horrible launch. Yeah, and then finally, like but after a, but, so long, but, but, a, but a great comeback. But a great comeback story. Yeah, it's like they comeback. took all the input that we were giving them and they just made a, a they just patched it properly, fixed it. It's a great game. That's a gear. Yeah, it it pulled me back in. No man's sky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no man's, man's sky. sky. Perfect example. So ambitious. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a, again, not a great launch. Not an awful product. But not what they told you you were going to get. Yeah. But then they promised you, like, just stick with us on this. We're going to give you what you want. And they yep. did. They delivered. I just don't see that happening with certain games. Like, I mean, obviously, like, you know, an Uncharted-type game. We've got a beginning, a middle, and an end to a story. Mm-hmm. Short campaign. Uh, a Zelda-style roam around the world and find the world. Yeah. Like, how much can you patch on that thing? Yeah, that's true. Like, how much can you really go in there and, like, like tweak it? That's true, yeah. Right. Like, I, yeah, I was playing, um, what's that game called? Tunic? I hear that's phenomenal. Great like game. A if you like the, the sword, yeah, it's like it's just it's like Zelda. Yeah, yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, it's Zelda. If you want to, you want to play Zelda on Xbox, get mm-hmm. play Tunic. It's a great game. It's such a great game. Stardew Valley. I tried that out. Great game. Yeah, I, I, man, I shit on Stardew Valley a lot. Not here, but with friends who play it, mm-hmm. and I secretly just fucking love that. It's a, yeah, I, yeah. My, one of my one of my clients was like, you should you should try this game. I was like, right. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll give it a try. And I'm like, yeah, this game is actually. I can it's see quite how, good. It's like it's. It's it's such a fun game to play. Age of Empires uh, 2 came out on, on Game Pass just recently. Oh, yeah, no. God, that, you have to play that. That game's un- unbelievable. We grew up in those games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, SimCity, I think that's why we like Stardew Valley. Because, mm-hmm. like, that SimCity kind of uh, kind of yeah. feel to it. It's the Sims. Um, Age of Empires, like, we grew up on Civ. So, like, you know, you really feel those games. Like, they're they're that world-building. Like, I had a buddy of mine play Football Manager in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I shit all over him for it. It's like you're just basically like reading a text game. That's all you're never doing. getting into. Never getting into a match ever. Yeah, it's like a porno version. It's like the non-porno version of Leisure Suit Larry. Exactly that. Yeah, it's the non-porn Leisure Suit Larry. You're literally just walking into virtual rooms and talking to people, making trades, and hoping your team does well. I remember when I played Leisure Suit Larry back in the early late '80s, early '90s, the first version of it at Sandy's house, and they were just like uh, just trying to get like trying to code everything, get the messages in there. What then? She'll, so a girl will turn off the jacuzzi and her, it'll go down to her life. <laughs> Just childhood titillation. Unbelievable. But that's yeah. all we had back then, man. Our, Pre-internet. Can you imagine, like, if you took are, one of the kids now, yeah. back to then, you're like, this is what we did to get titillated. Yeah, I don't get to, <laughs> we have to make up text and, like, put it in there. They're like, uh, 
I can just go on my iPad and just do it yeah. quickly. Yeah, and see, we don't write code. Yeah, and just and do it for. I can see something real. Yeah, God, we're we, they don't know how spoiled they are these days. Yeah, it goes that. back to my whole my whole concept about like there's just too much out there now. It's just we're we're under we're over sent we're over we're overly inputted. What's the word I'm looking for? Saturated. Saturated. We're oversaturated with data. With mm-hmm. like with with all this shit coming at us that we have no. Uh, like nothing, nothing in our brain. We're so calloused. There's no, nothing phases us. Anymore. Yeah, nothing in our brain is telling, it's just telling us to stop. That's enough. But even that, it's like even when we do see something that's really brutal. Like I mean, you say maybe like you see a guy get hit by a train, or if you see like a, a lion eat a monkey. Like all that shit, we're so calloused now that it just it just bounces off us like a pebble on a brick wall. Yeah. Like we just don't even care anymore. It's so like kids. Like I can't imagine seventy five years from now how kids' brains are going to be when they grow. Like what are they going to be looking at? Like, we're looking at some wild shit at, at your fingertips. You give a phone to a kid, you can lock it as much as you want. Yeah. If that motherfucker finds Duck, Duck, Go, he's going to go right to, like, how to become the next stew maker. Like, he'll just, he'll figure some shit out. Yeah, man, it's weird. So, um, in 75 years, man, like, what are they going to be like? Oh, we'll be dead by then. It won't even matter. Yeah, exactly. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe, like, nanites become a thing, and we're all just, like, super, we're all, who's the dude? Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher, oh, walking yeah. out like that motherfucker. If I was that, yeah, I, I just want to become Adam Smasher and just like uh, just go into a. I want to go into a city and just like uh, um, I don't know, I want to go into like a corporate head office and just start laying some people out. <laughs> just just Ed two hundred nine. He's basically he's Kane, right? Adam Smasher, like he's essentially just Kane. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Robocop too. Yeah, like he's just all jacked up on brainroids. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> It's the other people up. Yeah, I know. That's the weird thing. But when I watch uh, Edge Runners, is that um, I see Cyber, but I see uh, Adam Smasher. I was like, because he's not in it for very long. Mm-hmm. But when you see him in the game, you're just like, um, that scene where like you're 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 in uh, Arasaka Towers and he you're hiding behind that curtain and he's looking at you from a distance and you could tell he's look. He knows he you're see. there. Yeah, he yeah. knows you're there. But he doesn't do anything. You're just like, holy shit. Even though it's just a game, you're like, fuck. I don't want to be. <laughs> no, I don't, don't want to be smashed no. out of this guy. I'll tell you, it's. I love that feeling in a game. I, that mm-hmm. whole, like, I know it's just a game. No, I live for that feeling. Like, do you remember fighting the end in um, in Metal Gear? Metal Gear, yeah. I mean, when you're fighting him, you got that feel, Like, when you finally see him. Like, when you've got that feeling and maybe he sees you. Like, that, it's like you're edgy. You're all edgy. Yeah. Love that. I know. I, we were driving away and stuff like that. And then he, like, he oh. just crashed on the ground. He sees you. You're like, what? You're just like, holy shit. I gotta get the fuck out of it's here. It's a great feeling. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, yeah. That, that game is just, it's still, um, to this day, probably still my favorite game. It's phenomenal, man. Yeah. It just took, it just took everything over. Yeah. It, there's, there's very few, like, um, video game, all encompassing emotional experiences like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see that now, like, when the kids are playing Zelda and they get next to that, uh, the Guardian. They hear the Guardian music, that little that little piano tune that comes up. Mm-hmm. The Guardian sees yeah. you, and he's just about to get you. And the freak out that happens to them, like I want that feeling in a game. So when it does happen, like when it happens with Adam Smasher, I appreciate it more because yeah. that that person who made that moment happen mm-hmm. cared enough to be like, I wonder how the player is going to feel when yeah. he knows Adam Smasher can see him. Mm-hmm. Just those red eyes, just look yeah. at you, you're like holy shit. Like, and it's like an inhuman kind of like stare. Yeah, it's, it's like an animal in the woods. Yeah. It scares me to this I day. I love that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> scares me to this day. Oh, hey. So have you been watching uh, that, that 90s show? Got renewed for a new season. I don't watch that garbage. Hey, man. It might be garbage, but it makes me chuckle. Hey, man. I fucking, I fucking love hey, man. being a good that's Kelso. A, I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, looks like, it looks like the Snyderverse is gone. Gone. It is gonzo. Since the last time we were here, it is over. James Gunn had that big announcement. 
we're gonna do a bunch of wild shit that, that kind of thing where he's uh he's giving you titles and properties that you've never heard of what do you think about good. that I am 100% okay with it, because mm-hmm. I have been saying it since I first talked about James Gunn coming to uh, DC, and they mm-hmm. kind of went back to MCU. We were all back in the old table days, headphone days. I called it out where he is the Jim Starlin of the, the movie MCU-DCU. Yeah. The, the way Jim Starlin kind of like jumped back and forth mm-hmm. and put his hand, like, I mean, created Thanos, which, I mean, mm-hmm. really, if you're watching and enjoying anything in the DCU right now, that's uh, you've got the the minties there. Mm-hmm. If you're watching anything of the DCU right now that you like because it's dark, like you like the Batman because it's dark, you like the way the Snyderverse Batman warehouse fight went, all of that stuff. If you like the way the the costumes looked, even I'm good man. If you like the way the MCU kind of felt throughout the Avengers, uh, the Avengers phase, the the saga, all of that is because Jim Starlin existed in comics. That's right. I mean the KG Beast. He's in, he's in the DCU. He's the guy holding the, the flamethrower to Martha's head. Yeah. The feel of that, Death in the Family, all of that was Jim Starlin. Um, Adam Warlock, the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, all of that is Jim Starlin. Mm-hmm. I feel like James Gunn is doing that in the live action, and I'm very excited to see where he's going to go, because it he, he seems like, if he doesn't know he's that guy, mm-hmm. he definitely has become that guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited for the way they go. And I, I like that they're too. going with properties that aren't super important. Yeah. I mean, nobody... Remember when Iron Man came out? We're like, who the fuck knows Iron Man? I mean, mm-hmm. we kind of know Iron Man. I'm a nerd, so I had the, the comics, but like nobody else I knew cared about Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, was it great. So I feel like we're going to see that happen with, uh, with whatever he's doing in DC. I think so too. I think it's a matter of like, if you can do, not style over substance, but if you can get a, like, a good like, balance between the two. Right. I think that's, um, I think that's important because I remember I was watching, uh, I thought about this last night. Make my point. Um, <laughs> the crunch got him. Yeah. So, you know, like how I was watching, like how um, when you watch, like for example, Marvel trailers, for example, right? People mm-hmm. are like, more interested of like what's the story going to be like, like because they've been building up for so long, right? Right. So people are like, oh, what direction are we going? Yeah, which way are we going, right? Then I was watching this. Um, I'm gonna watch the reactions to the, the that new Batman movie, right? People were going crazy just over the way he looked and walked, right? So they were just amazed by just style. Right. Like, you know that scene where, like, when he crashes Penguin's uh, car, and then when, he, when he's upside down, and they show Batman getting out of his car, and his cape is flying, and the, and the fire's behind him? It looks incredible. That scene, walk up to the car. Yeah, and people are just going crazy over him walking in the right. fire. So if you can generate that, that much excitement, just, ba- just based on style alone, yep. and you could back it up with a good story. Yep. For sure. That's how you make people come to your movies. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's bang on. I think yeah. if, because like, whether we, whether we like it or not, I know we're always told like, hey, you don't judge a book by the cover. Uh, you know, be nice to the pretty girls because, or be nice to the ugly girls because mm-hmm. they might get pretty or have pretty friends. Yeah. Like, you know, the book by the cover thing, mm-hmm. we all do it. We all like the way things look first. Mm-hmm. If the Batman's got the greatest story you've ever seen, but it looks but like Batman 66. Yeah, but he's looking like Adam West, yeah. Yeah, if he mm-hmm. looks like Adam West. And I'm, like I said, I stand by it. That is a remake of the Adam West Batman series. I know, too, yeah. Uh, it's got all the characters. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, I feel where you're coming from, though. The lady caretaker. Alfred being in the, the dark manner with like the very dark look to it. Mm-hmm. The Shakespeare thing. Like, all of it has got... Mm-hmm. Even the costume has a nose and the eyebrows. We're just missing a red, a red, uh, red phone. Just what, missing what, a red phone. What, 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 they had the red phone. Did they? He, he had the phone when that's the one he talks him on. No bat no no pole. No bat pole. There was no bat pole. It might be a bad pole. I mean, we didn't see him come down the basement. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you can sell me on the look of something, mm-hmm. and, or, and, and then you deliver the great story, mm-hmm. which, again, not my Batman movie, but I really appreciate everything about it. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it as for what it was trying to do. 
I really appreciate it for what it's trying to do. Yeah. Then you're going to go to it. And it's going to make money and you're going to get sequels, which it did. Yeah. I have to admit that movie got... I liked it when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. And it was... I watched it properly with proper... Like really, really good sound by myself. Um, and I just paid attention to like... Really paid attention to the story. Mm-hmm. And it was way better the second time around. Much better. Because like, you know I, I didn't focus on like... Yeah, the action was great and stuff like that, right? But mm-hmm. listening to the story and... Um, Listen to the story. So like I'm it sounds dumb, but like you know, like really like because people say like absorbing oh, this, yeah, absorbing the story. So like it's more like how people say, um, uh, a lot of people say like oh there were slow moments, right? Like you know what those mm. slow moments were? It's a detective movie. Look They're at, important. Yeah, look at like uh, um, look at all those uh, David Fincher movies. Mm-hmm. They are slow because it is a detective movie. You are putting pieces in place, right? So you th- that's what they were focusing on, and then you throw Batman in there, you throw the action in there, you throw the Batmobile chase in there. And then, like, you put a huge finale scene in there, right? It's like, and to your point where you're like, yeah, you know, I, I can see, like, the style of it is, like, it's, it's kind of like a, the framework is kind of based off of uh, the 1960s uh, Batman, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, like, like what more do you want? <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah, like, that's, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't, um, again, again, I think I am that guy where somebody might say to me, what more do you, what more do you want? Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't. Like, I don't dislike the movie at all. I just, it wasn't my Batman. But man, did I really appreciate all the effort that Matt mm-hmm. Reeves took. Like, I really feel like if he wasn't a Batman nerd making a Batman movie, then he definitely did a ton of research. I mean, I think oh, he yeah. went deep into the archives. And not just research because he's like, I'm going to show these guys what a Batman movie. Like, I think he fell in love with the character. Oh, yeah. You, like, if you watch the, 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 the making, not to, cut, not to cut you no, off. No, no, that's like, fine. The, um, but like, to, like when they were talking, have you seen the, the making of the Batman? I have not seen the making of That's because you can see in there, he like, he references, like, he talks about the, the issues that he talked about. Right. Some of the graphic novels that he read, and, like, you know, the ones that he grew up when he was a kid. Right. And he's like talking about like, hey, you know, Batman year one, which one, I want to take that scene where like, you know that scene where he's walking through through the city and he's wearing that toque on his head and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. He goes, I want to do like my interpretation of that. So walking, he's walking through yeah. the streets. Talking about he's a nocturnal animal and stuff. He goes, I want to implement that in there, but kind of like do it like that's more of like not copying it, but like just put my own version of that. My own spin. Yeah. So like he yeah. like the way he, he he talked about that, and then um, the building of the Batmobile, the story about that because Batmobile is as important almost as Batman. No, the Batmobile is Batman. Yeah. It's not. I, I don't think it's it's like you know. Hey, he's got like I I think Batmobile is the Batman the same way the cowl and the cape is Batman. Yeah, like the bat I, symbol is Batman. Yeah, like I would put it up there with the um the top 3 Batmobiles ever in in movies and shows. I will go completely hard on this one and say it is my favorite Batmobile mm-hmm. and it is my favorite Batmobile sequence mm-hmm. in a movie so far. Oh, hands down it's the best sequence. Like yeah. I I do I love the Michael Keaton Batmobile. It's cool. Mm-hmm. There was a there's a childhood that, nostalgia yeah, to it. That, that gunmetal like yeah, right? to it. Yeah. That kind of like it's almost blue, it's almost gray, it's mm-hmm. almost black. And then in Batman Returns it looks even better. Yeah. And it's got some of the best scenes in that movie like you know when he when he ejects and he's kind of nervous but not Yeah, ejecting. and I remember it's, it slims down. It like, slims in. Yeah. I liked all that. I love all that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my childhood. But at the same time, as a guy who watches a realistic vehicle portraying this like street beast that's mm-hmm. meant to be, like I said, the fear factory, where it absorbs sound and puts sound out and scares people as it's racing down, yeah. I don't think it was ever nailed as well as it yeah. was in this movie. Yeah, because everything about the, the they want to, they, they said that when they, they built four versions of it, mm-hmm. they said they wanted to make sure that vehicle could do everything that the stunts asked it to do. Right. So that's not, that means like taking corners fast, mm-hmm. um, ramming into things. So they said they just wanted to build a, a, like a car that's just basically a battering ram. Mm-hmm. And, and they did. Yeah, and that rocket engine, they said, yeah, they three, the whole car is 3D printed. Yeah. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. 
It's insane. I I love that car. I everything about that it's, car was just perfect to me. Yeah, like the 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 one the tumbler is great. Yep. Um, not realistic though. Not realistic. Like, granted, it is a, a real vehicle, but like, mm. but the, this one is like it looks like um not something Batman would buy because his company has it, but something he built by he his built. hand with his hands. I think uh, yeah. we talked about it a few episodes ago where there was a when the first um it's the Phil Hester. I can't remember who the writer was, but Phil Hester was the artist in that Nightwing series. Mm-hmm. The first Nightwing, when he kind of goes back and realizes he's got money, he goes to Bloodhaven. Mm-hmm. The first like Nightwing in Bloodhaven series. Mm-hmm. And he's building all this shit himself. And he, in that, he's got explanations about the Batmobile, and he's got, he's building his own car. And this car is kind of the Batmobile from from the Matt Reeves movie. Yeah. It's, it's what he built. Everything about it is practical. It's like, you know, it's got to be a battering ram. It's got to be able to take damage. Mm-hmm. The windshield's coated in Nomex, so when it gets hit by bullets, they don't fly off and hit people. Yeah. It's got to have this uh, this sound thing. He talks about that in 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 that one. I think he talks about that in uh, the Frank Miller All Star Batman and Robin as well. How it just it absorbs sound. It's got like amplifiers and speakers mm-hmm. that blast sound back out. So he's got like bat sounds and screeches that he just like cranks up. So when he's really running somebody down, he cranks up the the screeching of bats. So as the car is going down the street with lights off, all you hear is like a flock of like rabid bats coming at you. So it's like you're, you know, it's it's primal. You lose your shit because this monster is coming after Holy you. Holy shit. So I feel like they were trying to do that with this one, which is why I think, like, you know, if he wasn't a massive fan, he definitely did really, like, deep dive research. Yeah. And, like, lovingly. Mm-hmm. Like, not, not like, flippantly. Like, when you see some people, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Deadpool. You know, uh, I know he's got, like, the Katniss, and he's got, like, you know, the, the red costume. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got, like, a healing process. It's like, you know, all this, like, buzzwords that he doesn't even know what the fuck he's saying. Would you rather Would you have a rather have a non-Batman fan directing that movie or a Batman fan? Or or directing any movie, any Batman movie? I want, well, we've seen them both now. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen it with Christopher Nolan, who was, I think, a casual Batman fan, mm-hmm. but made a crime movie because they asked him to. Yeah. Because, like, it seems like he wasn't, like, a, you know, he was a, the guy, like, you know, he grew up with Batman, but he didn't grow up with Batman. Yeah. And he made a great series of Batman movies. Mm-hmm. And then, if this is the way it is with a, like a real fan, we've seen that too. Yeah, you've got a guy who was a real hardcore fan who made a like a movie for fans. Mm-hmm. Which, again, like I said, I really appreciate this movie. Yeah, pretty pretty solid, pretty solid Batman. Yeah, Batman I agree. Outing. Yeah. Oh, what else we got there? We got uh... oh, Bigo, <laughs> the, the dude with the fucking feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. <laughs> that, that uh Richard oh, yeah, yeah, that guy's Bigo yeah. Biggington, whatever the hell his name was, I got busted on like six different counts. Okay, this is this is what this is where it gets weird for me. So his defense is basically I'm too stupid. Yeah. That was his defense. Your honor, I'm I'm a fucking moron. Yeah. I saw people walking into a building. I walked into a building. Uh, I don't like Nancy Pelosi. So I thought, fuck it, I'm put my feet on her desk. So it shouldn't charge me with anything because I'm dumb. <laughs> like that's his that's his argument. So we're getting that more and more. Yep. Like, remember the, the, what was it called? The affluenza kid? Mm-hmm. Your Honor, yeah, my parents right, yeah. didn't treat me or yeah, raise yeah, me raise, right. Raise, raise me right. Yeah. I'm an idiot. So therefore, I shouldn't get a charge on eight counts of DUI. Yeah. Because like, I've got affluenza. And the judge is like, dismissed. Yeah. Well, it makes it easy for the courts. <laughs> yeah. But like, how the hell is this happening now? Like, if there are precedents. Law is set by precedent. And if you let this guy off... With the uh, the the defense wait, 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 was he arrested or did they, they no they him? got him they nailed they got him. him yeah yeah but I mean they they did get him because mm-hmm. I'm too stupid defense didn't quite work but I mean the affluenza defense worked yep so if you keep doing this shit it's like how far is it gonna go before we actually end up in the idiocracy world well I don't know fucking double double machine guns riding a lion an eagle on your back 
Well, I think um, I think we're kind of there already because you know a guy who's that stupid, a liar, and retarded. I shouldn't say that we're retarded, but like, well, his thought, his thinking is kind of retarded. No, well, he's. I'm not saying he's mentally he's, challenged. I'm yeah. saying like something happened but to then, him. But someone, but someone like who is that almost dumb and um, lies as much as Donald Trump is now holding political office. George Santos. Oh man, God, George Santos is just like the gift that keeps on giving. Oh yeah. I mean. I'm not a drag queen. <laughs> you know who he is? He's the uh, the Charlie Murphy, uh, Rick uh, Rick James thing about the oh, I wouldn't put my feet on somebody's couch. Yeah, I put my feet on his couch. Yeah, exactly. Like in one sentence, he he basically tells you that he's he'd never be that guy. And the next sentence out of his mouth is like, I was that guy, but who gives a shit? Like if he was a drag queen, like who gives a shit? Right? Who gives a shit, man? Yeah. Live your life, be a cool guy. But I mean, then there's the billionaire thing and the dead mom thing and the uh, grew up twice. In, yeah, twice. Dead mom, mom dead mother mom died, died twice. twice. Then the what was he? He grew up in Germany as a as like a his family was like German Jews, and now they're all from Venezuela or some shit like that. Yeah, and then he uh, Brazil. Yeah, and then he played volleyball on a team that no one. Uh, I don't know. Just... He's Kim Jong Un, or yeah. was it Kim Jong Un or Il? Who's the first one? The 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 older well, Il, I think. Right? Il, right? Yeah. The golf game. Yeah. Shot like a thirty eight in his first time. Eleven hole in ones. That's who George Santos is. I maybe that guy a weird haircut. Yeah, he's, face. Yeah, he's like um, he's a he's a he's a pathological liar. Yeah, he's a pathological piece of shit. Yeah, that's what he is. He's a total piece of that's shit. A big old piece of shit right there. Well, have you uh, have you ever met anybody like that? Like a real a real like straight up like improbable, not just impossible, but like just completely improbable, implausible, impossible storyteller. Told you shit that you heard, and you're like. All right, all right, pal. I think we gotta we gotta get the guy. Oh yeah, I've met people like that, but no one like that I've like maintained in my life so I can remember them. Right. Um, I've heard like people tell me just like like just weird stories and they're like, or people went to school with or something like that, like a university and stuff like that, and they're like, mm. we're, we're at like you know we're drinking or we're having parties at like uh, at the end of the year or something like that. But like yeah, and then you're like they're t- they're saying shit and you're like crazy shit. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Like you like just cause because you're not. You're not the center of attention. You have to like just like, sp- like just say something just to get like noticed, and it's like it's a you can tell everyone can tell it's a total fabrication, absolute bullshit. Yeah, we're like we know that you're that didn't happen to you. It, it's not true. This could yeah. not have happened to you. I knew a guy when I was I was 17 years old and I got into security, and it was um oh that was uh, the first the first like uh site that I did. So I was probably about like like 18, and I had a guy who was not that much older than I was. Mm-hmm. He was I will say like 23 or 24 years old. This is this is like the late 90s. Mm-hmm. This guy's trying to tell me, and with like straight face, he must have been mentally ill because mm-hmm. there's no way he's telling these people, and he thinks that I'm going to believe it. That he flew a fighter jet. He was in in the U.S. Air Force. Mm-hmm. He's a Canadian guy in the U.S. Air Force, and he flew a fighter jet through the clouds of Mount St. Helens and saw aliens. Oh and yeah, never the same yeah. again. Okay, like I, I know someone like, like wild shit like that. Like I knew I, I knew someone I went to like junior high with who was yeah. who told me like outrageous stories about like. Um, uh, about his life, like saying, like he was part of, like uh, he he owned like, his parents owned a car, but that car is owned by the U.S. the Canadian government and stuff like that. And so he would tell, and then like he's like, yeah, I have a, he's like he he has a recording studio, and like he, and uh, he went to like he talked to like all these famous stars and stuff like that. That's crazy. Yeah, in but, junior high, in junior high. So like but we like I knew that it was a lie, and I knew like that's just who he was. So I right. didn't like I didn't like make fun of him or anything like that. And then um so but then in junior high we kind of protected him because like everyone he told us to everybody so I was like I felt bad for him so you had to like shelter him a little bit shelter him a little bit that's yeah. fucked up yeah but I mean that's junior high like I've known adults who like in in working in the security industry I had guys who would tell me they were in CSIS 
I'm like, you're fucking, like, you're working surveillance in a casino. Mm-hmm. Like, with me. Work, and you're telling me that you were in C's. Like, what are you doing working yeah. security in a casino if you had, like, a fucking high-ranking spy job? Yeah. It's like, all of a sudden, you had to get out because it got too hot? Like, no, man, it doesn't work. Number one, it doesn't work like that. No. The number two, it's like, why are you working in a downtown shitbox casino? You psychopath. I had a guy tell me one time he had a wooden leg, and that's why he limped. And then when he, when finally we saw him outside of work, he, like, wearing shorts, we saw the leg. He's trying to tell us it's like some sort of synthetic polymer, like a fucking T, T100, T800. Like, he's trying to tell us how, like, it's covered and it's like skin that looks just like skin. Oh, he God. couldn't pull a sock down to show us the knob, like, connected to the foot. Wild stuff. I had a guy fake cancer. I think I've talked about him here before. He faked, he faked dating a girl. And this is back in the, the casino as well. Fake dating a girl. When I called him out on it, the, the girl asked her, like, hey, let me ask you something. Like, uh, like, like Steve here tells us you guys are dating. And then he kind of got your babied up. And when he busted on that lie, he, he started faking that he had cancer and quit. So I'm like three years later when I was working at Red's in the mall. I was coming up after, like, I was coming for my shift. He was totally fine until he saw me and then he like doubled over in pain. I'm like, you fucking, like, why would you make these things up? What is wrong with you? I don't you? know, man. There's, there's people out there just starting for attention, man. And, uh, or they're just like, who are just pathological liars. And then when, when they start with one, it snowballs. And they're like, you know what? I can't get out of this. And then people are like, they can't trust you anymore because they know that you're a liar. So like, you know, why would I want to spend any time with you? So, everything is fake. Yeah, everything's like, fake. Everything about their life is just like a complete fabrication. Yeah. And somebody, but if you get trapped in that, um, it's like, how do you um, how do you live your life after that? It's like, you know, like everyone, my whole life is based on a lie. It's not just based on a lie, but it's like if you start telling enough people, yeah. then like, you know, it's going to come back. Like people are going to, it's not hard to it's come just, back. Yeah, it's going to catch up to you at some it's point. It's going to catch up to you. Yeah. Like you can't, no one is a functioning, uh, functioning like, like, functional liar like george costanza so he's so good at it he's so good at he's it so good at it yeah but even then like costanza's lies were they were almost like incidental like they were in the moment yeah they're, they're, yeah they were they, they were there to serve a purpose to serve a purpose because yeah. everybody kind of knew who he was it's just he would make up these things like i got hit by a car or yeah something. for yeah for, sh- for short-term gain short-term gain yeah. or short-term escape yeah like just something to get out with mm-hmm. but i mean all of a sudden so that that was like kind of going into my whole like uh, the idea of have you ever had to like cut somebody out, <laughs> and that was one of those things where there were a few people there. Where, uh, yeah, I've never had to yeah. cut those guys out. I've never had to like cut somebody. Out. I just let them go. I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Just keep this going. Just like, yeah, let's just, just keep going. Away. I'm like, okay, whatever, man. You know, congratulations. I'm glad you have that pilot's license when you were ten. Right. Whatever. I, man, that one was the wildest one. The mm-hmm. same dude told me that him and his dad ordered a fridge from wherever. I don't know where the fuck it was from. And it came in a wooden box. They cracked the crate open, and as the uh, the crate is like creaking open the fucking dust is falling out they see glints of metal inside the box they don't know what it is it's a full like in parts triumph motorcycle mm-hmm. like you ordered a fridge and you got a triumph motorcycle like what what are you telling me here man you ordered a refrigerator from a fridge store like from trail appliances yeah they sent you a wood box with a motorcycle in it where do the wires get crossed in shipping they I don't sent know, pe- you people people think people are dumb i think that's what it is i think right? that's what it is I think people think, okay, a, a great example of that. I, uh, today I'm watching that Haunt TV. I got that Pluto TV. Mm-hmm. Not a sponsor of the show. Well, Pluto TV is free. It's an app you can get. It's got tons of shows on it. It's got yeah. like fucking Taxi and Frasier and all that crap on it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm watching that. There's a new channel on there's, uh, this Haunt TV. Mm-hmm. And there's these uh, the, the psychics. Mm-hmm. So the psychics telling you like, well, how they feel. Things are going on in a room. They can tell. It's like, we kn- look, you're not a psychic. Mm-hmm. Anybody who tells you they're a psychic, I believe that there are things out there that are unexplainable, Maybe preternatural, supernatural, whatever you want to call them. I think there are things that can happen 
that you can, you can maybe connect to. But if anybody ever tells you they're a psychic who can connect to that shit, they're a liar. I think I think the, the what they should say if they let's see if someone says like yeah we're a. I believe, like, if they say that kind of stuff, like, you know, let's say they're a ghost hunter, right? Right. Just, let's say, like, yeah, I'm a ghost hunter. I'm like, hey, do you believe in ghosts? I think the best way to, to like, answer that would just be, like, you know what? I'm not sure, but the idea of it fascinates me. So, I'm like, I like to, like, try to find the truth of whether they exist or not. Right. I think that, because I find that to be very interesting because it's so out there. Right. That's, I think that's a better way to explain it rather than just, that's like, fine. yeah, I'm like, oh, this this place is haunted. How do you know? Uh Oh yeah, it's it's more scary at night than it, it's more haunted. Like the spirits are stronger in the nighttime during right. the day. How do you know that? Oh, it just is. It just is. Like, like what does that mean? Liar. Yeah. Okay. I, I I'll be one of those guys who'll say it straight up. I think there are things out there that you can't explain. Mm-hmm. I think there is a likelihood they can go somewhere, and maybe hear something or feel something like an ominous presence. I think that can happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that there are people out there who can connect to it. Like you know the the psychic readers and shit. Yeah. They're all liars. They're, like, I'm a big James Randi guy. Like, James Randi was the one who gave out the million, who said he's going to give a million bucks to anybody can prove to him that psychic powers exist. Mm-hmm. But nobody could ever come to him. Yeah. And then he died never giving the money out. Because, like, I don't think anybody... Look, if you saw something, maybe you saw something. But nobody can walk up to you and tell you that I can tell you what your grandparents are saying right now behind your back in the corner. Yeah. I think that's all bullshit. I think psychics as a, as a profession, I think it's all bullshit. Or delusion. Or I think yeah, I think it's more delusional. Yeah, or completely delusional. Yeah, you might be walking into a room and maybe see something out of the corner of your eye that might like spook you, or it could be who knows, could be supernatural. I don't know, but you can't connect to it. Well, I, I would say like let's say there was two people here: one person who believes in, in like in, in um, believes in, in like being a psychic. Let's say one person is a psychic, another mm-hmm. person was just a rational human being who could who could explain everything that person could see. Right. So let's say if that person sees something in a room, they're like, "Oh my god, what? Did we, yeah, that that, uh, but that was a ghost." You'd be like, "No, that's um, the, the curtain just fell off over there." Yeah, I'm more inclined to believe the rational person so, than yeah, the psychic. Yeah, so I think those people should be attached to the hip by those people who are just rational, right? And they ex- help explain to them, like, you know what? Uh, yeah, like, oh, uh, I can. This, yeah, this 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 whole room is moving. Can you, did you see that? You hear that noise? Like that? Yeah. yeah, that's because the electricity's. Uh, uh, there's, there's shit going on. There's shit going on. Now, having said yeah. all that, I would love to fucking go to the Overlook Hotel. Because I think there's some wild stuff that does oh, yeah. possibly. I, I think wild stuff goes on. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I don't think you can connect to it. I think you're always passive. I think as somebody walking into a haunted, quote unquote, haunted scenario, mm-hmm. I think it's always a passive experience. Like I, 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 yeah, I, I would, I would not cut you off, but like the I, uh, no, it was we, just a conversation. Yeah, we, we went, we, we went, yeah, we, we, we went to a, like a quote unquote haunted house. Yeah, you guys, well, we we're went. not going to get deep into it. But you did go to a quote unquote. We went to house. one like we're, we're, something that There's some shenanigans that went on. Yeah, we went to a place where a psych could look at that and be like, if you saw that in the lightning and it just came up right. out of nowhere, you'd be like, that's a haunted house. Right. It had, it had it has all the uh, all the uh, accoutrement of a, what a haunted house should have. Did I ever tell you about the the thing that happened to our custodian in the in the casino? Yeah, you told me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like the chair, the chair yeah, thing. Like two hundred yeah. chairs. Yeah. I mean, two hundred chairs that this guy by himself puts onto the long tables yeah. in the casino to go mop the floors. He's out of the room for like two minutes. Comes back in a room that's got like no sound to it and he can hear everything. And all the chairs are back on the floor. Yeah. Like there are things that you can't really explain like that, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, like, yeah. I think that kind of stuff, the potential is there. Yeah. I, th- I think the reason why we did what we did with that haunted house is we're just like, you know what, let's see how powerful these ghosts are. Maybe they'll stop right. us from doing what we did. What yeah. we did. Yeah, they didn't do anything. They're not going to do anything. No. I'm pretty sure that if it came right down to it, that like I could harness all my chi power, I could punch a ghost. Oh, I'm no, pretty I, sure if it came right no, down to I, it. I, yeah, that's why I don't, like, people say, like, uh, a lot of people say, like, what do you do on Halloween? I said, the first thing, I, I like, I watched The Exorcist at midnight. 
that's pretty good. Yeah, and I was like, I have to. I'm like, that that's pretty it, good. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's one of those things where like I just love watching that movie. Then some people were like, are, are, doesn't this scare you? No. I said, it's an Academy Award winning movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. I'm looking and, at it for the cinematography. Yeah, like what about those girls' eyes and stuff like that? I'm like, that doesn't scare me. I'm oh, like, if I, if I was there, if she'd like, ah, fuck you, mother, fuck you. I'd be like, fuck you. And I'd be like, I'd punch her in the face. Hey, deep kick her right in the chest. Yeah, exactly. What's she going to do? Send her back to the chair. Well, I mean, like, that's, like, when I was a little Vomit kid. over me, I'll, I'll kick her in the face. Like, well, I was, yeah, I'm going to kick you like, in the jaw. I'd be like, no, fuck you. No, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck your face. Boom. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I remember I kept, I, that was one thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're ghosts that, that can control, like, we're spirits that can control a body. Yeah. Those things are spirits that can't control shit. Like, who's more likely to win that fight? I yeah, think it's exactly. Me. Yeah. I think I'm the, I'm the one more likely to win that fight. Yeah. But yeah, th- that does not tie into, like, being, like, spiritual as a person. No, not at all. Yeah. That's a different thing altogether. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's why, like, whenever somebody tells me things like, you know, they're, re- they're really religious. Like, they're super religious, but they don't believe in ghosts. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, then you're, you're not religious. Yeah. You're, you're, a, you're like, a douchebag. You're bag. clueless. You're yeah. a clueless douchebag. Mm-hmm. How can you be one thing and not the other? Like, how can you be really religious but not believe in things like that? Yeah, I think the, um, there's... I think the I think the overall I guess the best I guess maybe like if you want to say like you know what's the best there's no really good side to take on that whole argument whether it's your heart you're all the way religious on one side and then you're all the way like science and uh, just believe in like the randomness of the universe yeah I think that one of the best things to do is just be curious about everything yeah that's and I think that's the healthiest thing I think be so curious too. about all sorts yeah of like you know scientists are more than willing to be proven wrong because I said that's how you advance not in 2023. <laughs> not in 2023, not in 2023 yeah. they're not yeah but like, scientists in 2023 are hardliners man i'm right you're stupid yeah so i don't know or they're getting paid they're getting paid big money yeah i'm getting more and more into the whole graham hancock thing and i'm looking at like the the so-called like archaeologists and scientists mm-hmm. who are trying to dispute all the claims that he's making i'm like you're like you know it's just because you're either paid mm-hmm. or you've made enough off of a, an idea that you're selling books and you don't want to be proven wrong because it's going to be hit to your ego yeah uh, realistically, sales. yeah, and to sales, or you could grow with the science, like you grow with science. New science shows us that things are changing all the time, and you grow with it. You know, you don't stick to like this is not the hill you should die on. There's no hill that you should be dying. No, especially now because science is just uh, just going into overdrive right now, and this right. this is the this is the opportunity. Like we're we're at a stage right now where like science is just like um, not saying like you know if you're a religious person you don't believe in science and like that's your um, you know that's the way you choose to live your life. Totally right. fine, right? But like, cool, but man. Just from just from the science point of view, this is the point. This is the tipping point where things are just like accelerating so fast, and so like you should yeah, be, GPT, you, you, baby. yeah, you should you should just be like on the edge of it. You should be yeah. con- contributing to it. So we are we are just like the sponge is about to saturate fully. Mm-hmm. Like we're the sponge can still hold water. Yeah, but I think like in a year gonna, from now, it's gonna be dripping. The sponge is gonna be dripping. Yeah, like in all manner of of science, of AI, of technology, like everything right now, the sponge can still hold water, man. We're we're about to we're about to just splooge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're about to just, for lack of a better term, yes. <laughs> it's about to just squirt in your face. Yeah, and it's going to be violent when it happens. Yeah, man. I, I mean, uh, I don't think we're hitting Skynet, but we're getting pretty close. Yeah, I think it's um uh, it's it's so weird because if you look at people who are futurists back in the seventies and eighties, mm-hmm. um, how just how close they were like you know when their when their books and their works their literary works are like translated to uh to screen mm-hmm. and then um or if you just read the books like it's just like it's so yeah like it's so like awkward Asimov. to be like how like we've been reading this stuff and watching these things for like since we were kids yeah and just seeing how like how it's coming to light 
For sure. It's crazy. If you look at like Orwell, Huxley, um, like I said, Asimov, Asimov. Dick, you'll yeah. get like all the all the authors of like, you know, the, the 1900s. Yeah. That whole span of just uh, the wild shit that you thought was sci-fi back then. And now it's just kind of like, that's that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. I was reading, um, I was just reading, just rereading some chapters from, uh, from Androids. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, it's like, I'm like, oh, fuck, man, that's Los Angeles. And then I'm like, right then, now, yeah. And I was re- then I was reading Snow Crash, and I'm like, oh fuck, man, that's that's going on right now. Yep. Yeah. Now we're we're at that tipping point. Yeah. Like like I said, it's, once that sponge starts dripping, we're all in trouble, man. Oh yeah, everybody reads Snow Crash, by the way. Yeah, you should. That's phenomenal yeah. book. Definitely, definitely a lot of uh, there's there's a lot more than just a couple. Like I think everybody kind of goes to like 1984 and Brave New World and like Androids, and they just kind of think like that's that's all there is. But there's so much more out there. Yeah, like there's there's tons there are out a there. ton of great books out there. We're yeah. not going to get into anything because I didn't write them down. I can't remember. Um, yeah, that was me. That was me. That's okay. Uh, to end on the uh, on the the sad the saddest note, one of the worst notes to to me anyway. Fucking Justin Orland beat up his wife. Now he's off for Rick and Morty. Yeah. What a douchebag! Like I mean, he cracked for losing himself. He just went straight. Uh, I mean, look. It's all alleged. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. But it seems like it's it's a fairly accurate story. Now everybody just jumped off that bandwagon right away. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess like don't don't wrongfully can tell what's it called? What's the word? Uh, uh, incriminate? What's the, um, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I don't know what what this is all about. But don't 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 handcuff. How many people. times? You, how long have you been playing your uh, your handheld for? <laughs> I don't know. A long time. Don't uh, don't detain people wrongfully. Mm-hmm. Don't chain people to fucking radiators. Hopefully, you know, yeah. don't don't beat people up and then tie them down and don't let them escape. Yeah. That should be like a... I mean... Yeah. What the hell? And now they got to find somebody to do the voice of this guy. So the show is basically dead now. Both, so the show is dead. Poor yeah. Dan Harmon. Yeah. Dan Harmon just can't catch a break with six seasons. Every six seasons, he kind of gets fucked in the yeah, ass know, in the story. That, that, that's sad. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, it's sad for, for the creators of the show because it was a really good thing while it Great lasted. show. Yeah. Great show while it lasted. And unfortunately, like, all it takes is one, like, closet asshole to, to blow the whole thing out of the water. And he's, like, ha- not just... I, it seems like he wasn't creatively heavily involved since about season three or two. Like, mm-hmm. it was, he's been gone for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But, like, the dude's voice is the voice of the show. Yeah. His ability to riff was a big part of that, right? Mm-hmm. So Yeah. So that, was very, that was very sad. But on a good note, that show on Amazon Prime, Gary and His Demons? I've heard that, yeah. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I just got into it. Like ten minute episodes. They got to hire that guy to be the new voice of uh, of Rick. Mm-hmm. It's pretty close anyway. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, is that show good? Yeah, Gary and his demons, man. Amazon Prime. Yeah, they're a sponsor of the show. So I, actually, um, another side side note. I guess like there was a. Um, I didn't pay too much attention to it, um, but uh, I guess girls were compl- not to say girls. A lot of women are complaining online that they're being harassed at the gym. Yeah, but now I guess like it's being. It's happening too often now where guys are just being targeted now and like the girls are just doing it for no reason just to, just to get noticed online. Look, man, guys look at guys in the gym. Yeah. Guys look at girls in the gym. If you if you want you know, you know, want to go to the gym wearing your tight-ass pants and your cooch is hanging out and some guy looks over and is like, what the fuck is that? And you caught that on camera because your camera's up? I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying don't dress like a hooch because like you can dress however you want. Yeah. It's fine. I say like like wear whatever you want to wear, dress however you want to dress. At the same time, we're guys and we're gross, and we look over every now and then. <laughs> like that's just that's just how it works, right? Fuck guys, look at guys. Guys are always checking guys out in the gym. I mean, if you got a I bit to, of a I pump to, out, yeah, I have to admit, I sometimes I'm looking at them, I'm like, fuck, I'm like, get, get, like, 
the size of that fucking guy. Yeah, I'm, or like I, I mostly look at guys like that are most my size. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, is that achievable? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. we're visual animals, and yeah. if you're gonna put that out there, it's like we're not gonna come over there and try to, you know, like hit. Well, some guys are gonna hit on you, and some guys are gonna try to fuck you, fucking touch you, whatever it is. Or just like the guys who are, guys who are using the machine that you're about to use. And right. Like, okay, you know what? Okay, should I do, is that an exercise I can do? For sure. There are a lot of pieces yeah. of shit out there who definitely are sleazy. Oh yeah, there's 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 some guys out there but who should be the who belong time, at the bottom of the prison. Guys like, tend to eyeball everything. Right. If it's aesthetically pleasing them, they're gonna look at it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Dress how you want to dress and be who you want to be. But at the same time, guys are gonna look at you. I've been stalked at the gym. Have you been stalked at the gym by a guy? By a, a guy stalked you at the gym. Mm-hmm. You want to diddle your pinky finger there? What was going on? He just uh, he liked you. Yeah. Little thing for you. Mm-hmm. There you go. He's like, how's it going? He's like, hey, um, how's it going? I'm like, good. And he's like, oh, let me help you with that. And I was like. No, I'm okay. And I'm like, he's like, oh yeah. He goes, he goes, do you come here often? And he's like, he goes, is this your old? You go up to this gym? How often do you come? And I was come like, here often? I was like, uh, come here. I'm like, no. Often? I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't. I just, I usually, uh, I'm just getting back into it. I usually go to the gym where the guys don't hit on you. Yeah, I, I just, go, I usually <laughs> just go for a runner. Or he's like, yeah, cardio's good. Cardio's good. Cardio's good. Cardio's good. Yeah, are, you, are you running on the treadmill here? Yeah, you run behind you. Yeah, you want, you want to see me run right now? I just want to run away. I'll hold the handles. You sprint at full speed because that's what I get off on. Yeah. I mean, look. I think I think I've been I've been hit on a guys by guys a lot. It happens. It happens. It happens. I worked in a bar where I, I got hit on my. I, guys I think it happens to every guy. I'm yeah. a fucking goblin, and I'll tell you, I've been I've been ogled. It's me, goofy, bald, ugly. This guy. <laughs> so it happens. to This guy. It's gonna happen to a pretty girl in the gym. The the hope is that whoever is doing it is just maybe looking at you because you're pretty and not like walking up to you and trying to, you know, make you feel super uncomfortable with, like you know, talking to you like a creeper or touching. Yeah. You. Like, that's wrong. It shouldn't just... It's a PSA for guys. Don't fucking touch broads in the gym. Mm-hmm. And if they see you looking at them, kind of give them a little one of those, like, the nods, like, hey, yeah, I'll look at you. Yeah. Uh, I'll look over just here now. salute. Just be like... Yeah, like, a little I, salute. Or like, just, if, if, it's a, if it's a girl you like, just maybe have the boss go up there and be like, you know what? Hi, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Just want to say hello. And um, I think you look great. Yeah, you look great. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a really good point. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, just look away. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to make things awkward for you at the gym. because I was. I think, you know. unfortunately, what it is, is you've got guys who who tend to look at girls. And then you've got girls who tend to realize they're being looked at and they dress a certain way because they know it's going to get them attention. Mm-hmm. And then you've got girls out there who decide to meme that or TikTok it because it's going to get them clicks and likes and views. Yep. And there's a whole melange oh, of Oh, it goes, it goes around the, whole, the, the across the whole spectrum. Right. There's, there's some girls who don't, don't even give a shit. They're like, yeah, go ahead, look at me. I'm, I'm comfortable. For sure. I don't give a fuck. I have a boyfriend totally who could fine. probably kick all your asses. Exactly. Or I could just kick your asses anyway because I'm built more, I'm stronger than you all you guys. And it goes all the way to here to where like, you took one look at me because you want, we were just sitting, standing beside each other and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on, I'm going to put you on notice and call the police. Exactly. Yeah. I think you've got to, like when you're going to a public space like that, you just got to do what you're doing and just, you got to ignore the fucking people looking at you. Yeah. You got to just keep doing your workout, videotape it, whatever. If you mm-hmm. want to call people out for it, call people out. And if people are going to be calling you out for being a fake caller, outer, a fake uh, call out artist, mm-hmm. then that's that's the breaks, man. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's. I can't, yeah. If a girl said to me, like, are, are you, wait, wait, gawking? I'd be like, fuck you. I'm gawking at you. You got your, you know, get your little thing going on over there. I, yeah. So I, it's I, all right. I, I, I'd be like, what's happening? Yeah. Try, I'm like, Trust me, I'm not, uh, like, you are not my type. I'll be yeah. like, fuck you, get on my face. Like, there's a lot of us out there who I think, like, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty consistent when mm-hmm. I'm, like, in public or in the gym where I'm not, like, a gawker, like, no, I'm not doing the checkout, at least not leeringly. If I see somebody walk past you as attractive, you're a guy, like I said, you're a guy, you look at her and you're like, oh, this, this is a pretty girl. You look, look at, at me too much when we work out together. Well, I was hoping you had your form set. 
so there was that. Plus, yeah. you know, well, 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 you had them titties on it. Well, yeah, but when I'm doing bench press, you don't have to put your hand on my hand on my ass. So. It motivated you, didn't it? Oh yeah, I went up 20 pounds. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I see you get that 20 pounds without my hands on your yeah, ass. Yeah, man. But yeah, I, yeah. But our, our workout successes together are awesome. Yeah. They were they were a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, and we'll we'll hit them again. Yeah, for sure. We'll get some legs mm-hmm. going. But I mean, I think like like I said, just trying to be as courteous as possible. If you're a guy out there, this is a PSA, man. Don't be a douchebag. Be as courteous as possible. Try not to leer. Try not to gawk. But if you get caught looking at a chick, just give her a nod. Like, like you said. Yeah, I just smile. Like, hey, oh my god, I can't believe. I'm sorry. I'm uh, putting good work. Yeah, in just be like, you know what? I'm. Uh, sorry, I just think you're. I just, I just yeah. think you're good looking, and then I just For wanted sure. to like say hello. You look great, and um, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> or <laughs> gonna or, or, or if, if you have the balls, just be like, hey, "How's it going? Um, you know, how's everything going? Start a conversation about like working out. You guys are just there for the same reason, right? Exactly. You're it's, there it's, for the same it's, thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's almost it's like the gym version of meeting a girl at a bookstore. You know, like and at the same like that's a, that's a great point. It's the gym version of meeting a girl in a bookstore. You're both there for the same reason. Yep. So like you know, if one person approaches the other person, then maybe there's you're trying to you're trying to start up a conversation. Yeah, maybe you're trying to get noticed. Yeah, just maybe, be just just be honest. Just be like, you yeah, know what? Yeah, just be honest. Yep. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. Look, you're in a public place, and the weird shit happens, especially with that much testosterone. And everybody's doing legs. Let's yeah, do legs. I got like exactly raging election erections, elections, raging elections, raging elections. <laughs> do steroids? Do which legs? Which will happen in twenty twenty four? Raging election. <laughs> no, there you go. Uh, we hit a bunch of stuff. Yep. We got a bunch of good stuff. Uh, we hit the, the the hauntings a little bit. We talked about Batman. We kind of did our full rounded conversation of what the world was like. Brett Hull or uh, Bobby go, Hull. Yeah, and go check out a haunted house. Yeah, go check out a haunted house. Yeah, I would. Just, uh, go go give that a look. Go check out a haunted house. Or like a dilapidated old house in the, at nighttime that's night. abandoned. And uh, you know maybe like set it on fire. <laughs> don't don't do that. Don't set on fire. Don't damage private property. Yeah. Don't damage private property. Oh, now if anybody has noticed, um, beginning of the show. Did you hear that in the beginning of the show? No. You didn't hear that? Mm-hmm. The beginning? the uh, the old music was back. Oh, was it? Okay. Ah. <laughs> oh, oh, did you? Okay. Say your thing. You can. I'm not freeze framing. I'm, I'm waiting for you to peace out. Oh, I was like, I, was like, I didn't notice. I was like, that's, that's, my, that's my dumbfounded face. <laughs> All right. Well, it was. The old music is back. We're, we're using. We're, everything old is new again. Yeah. So this 2023, uh, the old music's back. I hope yeah. you enjoyed that. And uh, the the new music is playing right now. Mm-hmm. And we're we're done. Sounds good. Well, guys, have a good one. Right. Peace out.